Welcome to P3 Radio. The monkey only dances as good as the guy grinding the organ handle. Demolition! We're coming for you, baby! <laughs> that was my moment of I carried a watermelon. And if you're going to call me back tomorrow or whatever, I mean, you better believe I took my turn a little bit. <laughs> what? Cool story, bro. PG3 Radio. Here's your host, Josh Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, next up we have crying little blind children. Richard Mulligan. I don't know. Is this making any sense to anybody out there? It's showtime! It's showtime! It's showtime! Hello everyone and welcome once again to another episode of P3 Radio. I'm Richard Mulligan, joined by my co-host and best friend, Josh Briley. Say hey, Josh. How's it going, everybody? Richard, today we have Buzz Blackburn. Yeah, we are excited to have this guy. If you grew up around West Tennessee in the 90s, early 2000s, you remember him from his extremely popular show, Buzz and Harvey. And it is truly a pleasure to have him on the show and interview him and kind of reminisce about old times. Yeah, it was one of those shows that we looked up to as kids and actually, I think, influenced our podcast today, at least subconsciously. Well, we're going to have that interview with Buzz up next after this commercial break from P3 Florida. Florida Ticket Station. Florida. Your one-stop shop for discounted tickets on all of Orlando's best theme parks. Orlando. All of Orlando's local attractions. Orlando. All of Orlando's events. All of Orlando's local attractions and so much more. They offer affordable tickets to Disney World, Mickey Mouse, Universal Studios, Back to the Future, Sea World, Legoland, Everything is Awesome, Bush Gardens, I don't know what that is, and so much more. But but seriously, Josh, they are licensed and insured with the state of Florida. So you can rest assured that your reservations are valid. Summer's coming and vacation time's right around the corner. Round the corner. So go to tinyurl.com slash p3florida and book your Orlando vacation today. Today. tinyurl.com slash p3florida. Ladies and gentlemen, you can hear our next guest on weekdays from 2 to 7 on the Hog 92.3 and online. And if you grew up in West Tennessee in the late 90s like we did, like me and Josh did, you definitely remember you definitely remember the Buzz and Harvey show. It was an iconic radio show, something that we both grew up listening to and everybody from this area listened to. I don't know anybody that didn't, but we are honored and privileged right now to have one of those guys on with us right now, Buzz Blackburn. Buzz, thanks for being a part of P3 Radio today. Wow! Thank you, thank you, guys. I'm excited. I, I just got through. I've been listening to some of your podcasts, and uh, you know, I, I I'm officially a po- one of your podcast listeners now. So you don't know. Well, what I'm excited that means. to be on your show. No, man, you don't know what that means to us. That's because, truly awesome. Thank because, you. like I said, we grew up like. I mean, I don't want to say like we grew up. We we were like we weren't like two three years old. We were like in our teens, our late teens, sixteen, seventeen, just starting to drive. And driving to school every morning, there were mornings where I was just like, 
man, I want to call in sick. I don't want to go to school today. I want to stay and listen to see what they're going to say next. <laughs> and, and dude, just to hear that you actually listen to some of our shows, that's, that's just, I can't, I can't describe that. That's awesome. I listen to a lot of podcasts anyway. And, and, and for me, it's, it's more the type of radio that I enjoy anyway. I like, uh, you know, just, you guys are doing a show very similar to what me and Harvey used to do, which is just, uh, we don't have, we didn't really have a plan. We didn't really have anything written out. We just, <laughs> we just tried to entertain each other right? and tried to imagine that there was somebody else listening on the other end and, uh, and just were stupid and nobody was telling us not to do stuff. So we just kept doing it. And, uh, that's what you guys are doing. There's nobody, there's no boss to come tell you to, uh, don't talk about that. So you're able to do what you want on podcasts. So right. you're, you're in much the same position that we were, except we did. I, you still there? Did we lose you? <laughs> no, you're here. We got you. No, no. I thought you might laugh when I said the difference is that we had a lot of people listening. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <so. no. laughs> I think that's where you cut out. We were like, wait, did we lose him? No, no, yeah, I, we, I didn't, I didn't cut out. I stopped talking <laughs> to wait for the laughter. <laughs> we'll edit it in. It'll be perfect. No, um, <laughs> no, man. Like, honestly, I, I listen to it every morning. I listen to the show every morning and I listen to it back because I sent you that tape of the one I found and listening to some of that stuff. You're like, how did they ever get away with this? Because nowadays you can't hardly talk about anything like that on the radio. Right. Well, uh, here's the deal. Um, it, I didn't realize at the time I was about 20. I was still, I was 25 when we started the show and it was 1998, April 1st, 1998. And I had no idea what a unique situation we had there. Uh, as far as radio, I was, I had been in radio and I'd worked at a couple of different stations, but, um, I didn't appreciate just how weird it was that, uh, we were, we were actually in a double wide trailer in Humboldt. That's where the, the station was. It was a custom-made double-wide trailer, though, so don't don't. Right. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like we converted one. It was one they had made. You know, everything was done on the cheap, and um, we had a didn't. We had a pretty small powered station. It was you know uh, like uh, right now on 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 ninety two three the Hog. It's a hundred thousand watt station, and it's broadcasting off a thousand fifty foot tower. So we're you know we have this great signal that gets out all over West Tennessee. It's huge, and and you know you can't avoid it. You can pick it up in your fillings. But yeah. uh, that that station was, uh, I think it was 3,000 watts, or still is really, uh, 3,000 watts, and it was about a, like a 400-foot tower. So we had a small, you know, a lot of people outside of Gibson County had to, you know, struggle sometimes to hear us. Right. But, uh, but we made up for that. And, and the station wasn't making any money. Uh, we didn't have anything to lose. <laughs> it's not like we had the ratings when we, when we started that show. So, and we were playing alternative music, which was not, you know, it's not exactly what's, uh, it was fun, but it, how do you make money off of that right. in, in West Tennessee in the nineties, uh, with advertisers, but we made up for all that by just, uh, doing the kind of radio show that we both wanted to hear that, yeah, nobody was doing. And, um, it, it absolutely worked and it was crazy and, and it was a wonderful time in my life. And I wish now I could go back just to enjoy that time again more and appreciate what it was. Cause it was a kind of a short lived thing. And, uh, we didn't realize what we had. I think I didn't realize what we had cause I was young and stupid, but, uh, it was, it was a special time and it was fun. And the deal was that we would get there and we would just laugh. I remember laughing 
all morning, you know, for three or four hours a day, just laughing my ass off. And I didn't realize, oh, well, that's not normal. That's not a normal way to live your life. Most people don't get to laugh for three straight hours a day uh, first thing when they wake up and 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 get to work. It, it was it a genuine laugh. It was a very genuine laugh oh, that yeah. you guys had. It's not like some of these radio stations you hear now where it's like, uh, not radio station, but radio shows you hear now where it's like, hey, Josh, how's it going? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> and there's other people yeah. that do that. It's like, oh, my God, why are they laughing? You know, unless they're just. That wasn't funny. No, it wasn't. But you guys, <laughs> you, would th- you would say things to each other and it would be a genuine laugh and people at home, you can see through that stuff. So, yeah, you, were, you guys were very genuine. That's, that's what made it different. Harvey made me laugh, and and I was trying to make Harvey laugh, and uh, we would we would we were in two separate studios. I think that was one of the magical things about it, is that um, we couldn't decide. Like I wanted to run the board for the show, and he wanted to run the board for the show. You know, only one person can run the the, the mixing board for right. the show, right? So we we compromised, and uh, we had another studio, a production studio that was across the hallway, and it was glass windows in between it, in between the two studios, so we could see each other. But we really we were in two different rooms. We couldn't talk to each other when we weren't on the air, uh, unless one of us walked around and said, "You know, hey, are we going to do that? Talk about that thing? You know, it's, uh, the thing." It's <laughs> the only way we could talk to each other. So he had his own mixing board in another room, and that one was piped in through. You know, we were running both of them at the same time, so he could play audio if he wanted to off of, off of his board. I could play stuff at the same time. So it was kind of like we were both doing two different radio shows at the same time, and that kind of worked because we saved everything for we pretty much only talked while the microphones were on. Right. And when there was a song playing or commercial, uh, we'd both be doing different stuff uh, other than just yelling at each other across the, <laughs> the hallway from time to time. And when later on we ended up, uh, we rearranged some things and we got ourselves under the same studio and that totally changed the, uh, that changed the dynamic a little bit. And it just, it was more, it wasn't near as much fun because when you can't really see the person that well that you're talking to, um, Everything is about what the sound is. You know, you have to communicate everything through your voice right. because uh, they can't see you and you can't see them. So if you don't understand something, you didn't get a vocal. I mean, you didn't get a, a visual cue, cue. So you have to, talk, have to do it all through your mouth. Uh, and I think that was part of it, too, is that we had to explain things thoroughly. On, and that made it good for the listener, you know right. what I'm saying? I mean, if we couldn't see each other, you can't see us either listening. So, No, it's very interesting to hear that stuff. And all I'm hearing is I need to build a wall right here so I don't have to look at Josh anymore. <laughs> I am all for it. I am all for it. Well, it, it, was, it was part of it. If you're, in, if you're doing that for hours a day, meanwhile, while there's a song playing or there's a uh, commercial on, Harvey's also he's working on a commercial that's got to start later that day. And, you know, we had actual work to do as well because we did not have staff. You know what I mean? It was a very, we were in a double wide trailer. So you can imagine we had very low uh, overhead for that. That's part of the reason we didn't have to make a lot of money at first. We just had to keep the lights on and um, it was kind of a family business. So we, it wasn't a corporate situation. We had one boss and he was down the hall and he was like, okay, as long as we're keeping the lights on, you guys can do what you want. And I know now, again, I did not realize what a unique situation we had. It it was, it was, nobody gets to do what we got to do unless you are huge and you have just, and your show generates hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. And you you have the power to say, kiss my ass. I'm going to do the show I want to do. That's the only way you could do that in any kind of a corp, you know, like Howard Stern, Howard Stern had to fight for decades 
just to be, he wasn't really able to do the show that he wanted to do until 2006 when he got on the satellite radio. And um, the show now is not the same as it was because everybody grows up a little bit, but he still had, you know, when you grow up, (laughs) when you're young, you have that just devil may care, you know, I don't give a shit uh, philosophy. And we, we just kind of went with it and it worked. And uh, who who knew that we were uh, in such a unique position? I didn't realize I didn't appreciate it enough at the time, especially, you know, I, I, I miss that, but it was, it was, it was a unique thing that you can't do anywhere. And I, I just took Howard Stern's, I stole his integrity is what I did. <laughs> I, that's what I like to think. Well, you I know, like the way he did radio. It wasn't about, I, I want to be wild and crazy. It was about, I just want to be myself on right. the radio. And I think people will dig it because I dig Howard Stern. So, and I'm kind of like, you know, he's deep down, he's a stupid nerd like me. Right. And, uh, okay, I'll get on the radio and, and be the stupid nerd that I am. And it totally worked. The, I used his formula and, uh, and Harvey was into it. Harvey was, and that's another thing. My other radio show that inspired me is, is Harvey's show because one, my buzz in Harvey in high school was Woody and Harvey. Before I was into radio, um, Harvey had a show on that same station with uh, a guy named Woody, Steve Wood. Um, wow. And they had done it on AM for many years before they put it on FM in 1988, I think. So when I was in high school, I was listening to the Woody and Harvey show, which was very similar to the Buzz and Harvey show, except much more uh, tame and uh, uh, homey. You know, it was they were talking to high school girls and calling people for their birthdays. And it was um, it was much more family friendly than the show we did. But it was just it was the same sort of entertaining they would play a lot of music and stuff, and it was it was it was a show for high schoolers, but a very uh, acceptable show for high schoolers. And Steve Wood, Steve Woody Wood, was a very funny guy and a very very wonderful guy. And when I started in radio, I got to know him, and he passed away in 1996. He had a sudden heart attack, and um, and died. And uh, you know it was, it was very tragic, and and I missed him because, like I said, he was one of my radio heroes growing up he was just absolutely hilarious and he he introduced me to playing all the goofy drops and you know lines from tv shows and stuff like that he 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 would do that with these cart machines you know these we had these things that were eight track they were they were basically eight track tapes but they were they were we called them cart machines and that's he, he had a whole bunch of them that were great, but you know, you'd just take that cart you would stick it in the cart machine and print and play it and then you'd take it out and stick it back in your cart rack and, uh, well, actually, that's in, you can see that in private parts and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's the old school radio stuff. You'd have to be pretty quick and he would, to throw a sound effect in there or something yeah, then, right? Absolutely. It worked, for some reason, though, it worked so much better because it was with your hands. You weren't clicking around on a computer. You, you, like, you reached over there and grabbed it, and you stuck it in and you played it. And for some reason, that actually, I think it was easier that way than the way uh, than doing it with computers. I don't I know. know. Like it, it, it seems like more natural. More control over it or something. It was a, it was a manual... Yeah, it was a manual thing as opposed right. to a mental thing. Because right. when, when it's a mental thing and you're trying to do a radio show, your brain has to stop and work this computer for a second to play some goofy thing. Right. And by that, by the time you find it and play it, uh, <laughs> you're off track now mentally. <laughs> so it was like a sport. Oh, anyway, I used to listen to those guys on the radio. I grew up listening to Harvey, and and that was my other like, okay, I'd do a show like that, but with more like boobs, and. <laughs> And Harvey's like, well, I like boobs, you know, Harvey's, yeah. Harvey's, uh, we were similar and uh, he was about a, 10 years older than me. And he had, he and I had a sort of, um, a, a little brother, big brother relationship. 
And uh, he kind of helped me lose a bunch of weight when I started working there full time, doing commercials and, and just working around the station. Uh, uh, this was not long before Woody died. And then when, when Woody died, he did not want to get back on the radio. You know, his right. partner on the radio had just died. And he's like, no, I will never. I'm out. You know, he was devastated by that. We all were because he was a wonderful guy. And um, and they tried they tried uh, some other things on in the morning at that station. And here's the deal. The station still had to keep going. Woody had died and the morning show was gone, but the station still had, you know, had to pay the bills and everyone's livelihood depended on it. So, um, after a while of trying, uh, some, it was tried some different people on there that really didn't have a lot to offer. And, uh, the station was kind of dying. It was just, uh, you know, that's when we threw the alternative music on there. And not long after that, we, Harvey's like, well, you know, he didn't necessarily want to get back on the radio, but he also was like, I got to eat. So he had to have something to sell. He he loved to sell. He's a great salesperson, still is. And he he agreed to get back on the radio. So we put together the Buzz and Harvey show, and we just kind of created the show we wanted from scratch. And, And when I say scratch, I mean, it was like not a lot of thought put into it. But I picked my name, my radio name, which is still my radio name, right. which was just Buzz at the time. I didn't use my last. I use my last name now because I, I had fewer stalkers. But <laughs> I had the, I had the real smart foresight to realize, okay, the kind of show we're going to do. I don't. My, my name's in the phone book. I'm not going to use my real name. I'm not going to give out any identifying information on the radio, because we pissed off a lot of people. A lot of right. people were very angry with us. I, we would we would also be very confrontational and yell and argue with people. I, I, you know, it, it was not a rare thing at all for a guy to get on the phone and we're talking and I'm messing with him for fun, and he's like, "Man, I'm I'm a." Where y'all at? I'm gonna come down. I'm gonna come down and kick your ass. And I'd be like, "Come on, come on, big boy, come on." Meanwhile, I'm like, "Oh shit, Harvey, Harvey, call one of your cop friends." You know, right? Because uh, uh, you know, we knew all the cops and stuff because they listened to our show too. Right. It was great because they we could call, we could just say on the radio, "Hey, uh, Jeff, could you come down here?" And you know, Jeff the cop would be down there in five minutes because he's just on patrol. You know? Right? Oh, you know, that was cool. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but we we didn't have any major issues with that because we, we could usually make somebody laugh and make them relax but um but i would say some really outrageous stuff stuff i can't believe i said now because it was no. it, well, that was, i was not your typical west tennessee guy i you know i feel like you could see our screen because i think you've went through the first three questions <laughs> on your own <laughs> but that was our next question uh you know you guys got a lot of leeway with what you did because you know you said you didn't have a lot of you know people to look out for and just bosses wasn't really there it was just one and you could say whatever you wanted did you ever remember getting into trouble from somebody other than a listener for things that you might have said oh many 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 times um (laughs) generally i mean we stayed (laughs) we did try to stay away from doing anything that was illegal you know we knew uh that you know uh well the first time we got a naked girl in the studio uh, really surprised me. Um, I'd heard Howard Stern do it, but he's in freaking New York City. Right. Uh, but we, you know, made the call. We would always flirt with girls, and we had started this thing as a Granny's Furniture Thong, where yep. a girl would call it with any girl that would any girl. I say girl, girl, woman, grandma. It didn't matter what right. her how, how old when she got on the phone. And by the way, we did not have a delay unit. Every radio show now is live yes. uh, and has callers has to have a delay unit where you have an eight-second delay. You've heard of that. You hit the button, and the last eight seconds is erased, and you're back live, and it right. builds it up again, and you can hit it. We did not have one of those. Those cost, like, at the time, they cost, like, $10,000, you know? So right. we did not have that. So when somebody would call the Buzz and Harvey show, this is one of the craziest things. They would get on their live, 
because we would just answer the phone. No, there was nobody to screen calls because, again, we had no staff. Right. So we would just hit the button. Hi, uh, you're Buzz and Harvey. Hey, this is, you know, this is Jeff from, uh, from, from McKenzie. You know, it was like that. You were on the air. And if you right. said fuck, it went out over the air. <laughs> but I, got, I was good. I was good because my board had the phone line. I was right. good at, uh, I, I kept my finger near the button because it's like, I know this, this guy's going to cuss. You can just tell. <laughs> it was always guys. You can always tell when somebody's going to get it. But anyway, but it, it got out a few times. A few things got out. But, you know, it, but I, we I were pretty one. good about it. I remember one, and I don't remember the. I did one myself. <laughs> well, I remember. Uh, we'll, some, we'll get to that one. Yeah, yeah. I remember somebody calling in one time, and uh, it was. I don't remember. It was somebody. I don't think it was anybody big, but I think they were calling from like England or something like that, and they actually let go of the f word or the s words. They said something that you can't say. And I remember mm-hmm. you just busted out with, oh, I'm, and you said his name. You're like, oh, I'm Paul, and I'm going to get you in trouble with the FCC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah. It was um, all you could do. You had to not acknowledge that stuff when it happened. But but your question was about getting in trouble. Yes. I, I, don't, I, I, get, I tend to get, there's so much to talk about about Bowman Harvey, and I don't really <laughs> talk about it much, so I tend to get off track. Oh, we love it. Um, well, the first time we got a naked girl in the studio, I was really surprised because I did not think that stuff happened in real life. Uh, and we could flirt with girls on the phone, but they're not actually going to come down. Oh shit, she's here! <laughs> and uh, you know, and, and after that happened a couple times, I'm like, I'm 25. So, and let's face it, I didn't get not, I did not get a lot of action in high school. So I was, I was like, well, this is, uh, this could really be cool. So that was very exciting. And so we would ask girls, Granny Sprinter Thong, no matter who it was, when they call uh, call up, if that she, she was female. We would say Granny's French or Thong. We were, we were going to guess what kind of uh, underwear they had on. And we were right, I'd say 85, 90% of the time. I would also be able to guess a woman's bra size by her voice, which I can still do. <laughs> and um, very good at that. And well, in the South, that could be guys too, you know. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I struggle with my weight, I understand. <laughs> well, me too. And our, well, my favorite, my favorite big guy that would call us is uh, his name was Richard as well, and he was a big, uh, he was a big fan of uh, UT. He loved, uh, he loved, he loved uh, the balls, and so we called him Big Orange Dick. <laughs> and and he, I still see him from time to time. He's a great guy. But anyway, people would call up and and get very angry with us, and I would, I would say things that really I, I got to realize like this is West Tennessee and this is a very conservative area and this is a very uh, you know area, most people listening are very conservative Christian or a church every every week and I would say stuff that you people don't like people like that don't want to hear now the, the reason we got away with it a lot of times is because Harvey is right there across the hallway and he's like buzz buzz don't don't say you know he, there was an opposing viewpoint Harvey always took the opposing viewpoint, and I did that for him too. He'd be like, "Buzz, don't buzz. You're gonna don't say that." Hey, hey, man, don't you think? You know, he would argue with me, and then there was somebody arguing with the guy that was being a jerk on the radio. So you could, nobody got too mad. You know, there would be people that were pissed off, and there was uh, one lady who was a judge's wife, uh, who have both since uh, had disgraceful lives. Actually, um, <laughs> I, won't, I, I will not name names, but this person did their person, their life did not go well after they screwed with us. Uh, she decided to start a crusade and this was inevitable. I, I should have known this was going to, you know, I, again, I was very naive. Uh, we should have known this was going to happen, but one, uh, you know, church lady was driving to driving her teenage son to school 
one day and they were listening to my show, our show, because of course he was like 16. So he loved the show and she heard, I don't even know what it was, but she heard something she did not like. It was sex talk, whatever kind of right. sex talk it was. She did, she did not like it. And she decided, well, this has got to stop. You know, this cannot stand here in West Tennessee. So she began to call all our advertisers. And the one I remember she did cost us was CeCe's Pizza. <laughs> CeCe's Pizza got a call or a letter, probably got a letter. And CeCe's Pizza was, was not in the, that decision wasn't made in the, in the town. It was made in some, some corporate office somewhere far away. And one letter was enough. You know, they're like, okay, mm -hmm. we're pull our, we're going to pull our stuff. But we don't want to, we don't do, they don't want to deal with this. And there might've been a couple of others, but uh, we survived that. And, you know, there's a few things like that. People will get mad and people call and say, I'm going to come down and kick your ass. But generally within a, give me a couple of minutes. I'm great at calming people down on the phone where I should really work now. I should really be in customer service because if somebody calls in who's irate and angry, I can have him laughing in five minutes. It's, right. I'm good at that. That's a skill I have. And I use that on the radio. And that probably saved my life a few times. <laughs> Who would you say is the coolest guy that you've ever interviewed? Fabio. <laughs> the real right, Fabio? Me, okay. You remember, it, I can't believe it's not butter. Fabio. That guy. Yeah. Fabio. He did that. I can't believe it's not butter. He was, uh, for people who don't know, he was, he was known for doing covers of romance novels. Yes. He was this Austrian guy with long hair and big muscles. And we used to get all kinds of weird stuff. To interview, we had a deal with an MTV deal where we would get people we could interview. But why we why those people wanted to be on the radio in Humboldt? But you know they didn't know. They was just we were just we got on a list of radio stations to call. <laughs> so um, I was really shocked. You know, I was like when I saw Fa we were going to call Fabio. I'm like Fabio, Fabio. You know that's you know I, I didn't. Have, I'm certainly not a fan. I thought no way this guy's going to be. This guy's going to be the worst interview ever because he's stupid. He's just a dumb long haired guy you know i really resented that kind of guy who's in good shape and stuff right. and ladies loved him so me and fabio are polar opposites uh also very successful in life and wealthy um <laughs> he um but anyway i that, that charmed the shit out of me he was so entertaining he was funny he told me about his life and i was just fascinated i thought i could totally have a beer with fabio anyway he was charming i don't have a copy of the same i don't have a copy of anything uh. but he was he was super, super charming. I loved Fabio. And um, the, fu the funny one was uh, on September the 11th, 2001. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but something yes. really terrible happened. Yeah. And um, that day we were interviewing Al Jarreau. Uh, we're in this love together. You know, Al Jarreau. <laughs> and uh, the moonlighting theme, uh, the famous jazz singer, which again, we didn't play any Al Jarreau records, although we did that day. But... <laughs> right in between the times of the first plane hitting the tower and the second plane hitting the tower, life kind of went on like normal because people thought, oh, man, a plane hit the World Trade Center. Uh, geez, what a horrible accident. Yeah. So for about an hour there, life was normal. And, you know, we thought horrible tragedy. But anyway, Al Jarreau was in New York City doing his phone tour for I don't know if it was his new album or what it was. But we're talking with Al Jarreau, and, and we're like, hey, Al, what about this? Uh, did you hear about this World Trade Center plane that hit the World Trade Center? He's like, yeah, isn't that amazing? I can't believe that. But so so the new album is going to be great. We're going to have, uh, I got guest stars, Gloria Estefan is on the record. And we're, you know, and we just talked to him like normal. And uh, <laughs> we talked about 9-11 as it was happening. 
and <laughs> with Algero, because I'll never forget Algero. Like if I meet, I think Algero's passed away now. But if I had ever met Algero, he'd probably remember me because we we talked to him about nine eleven on nine eleven, and he probably remembers that. Uh, but the other one that w- really went terribly was um, um, Lisa Kudrow. Lisa uh-huh. Kudrow was promoting this movie she did with John Travolta. It was about lucky numbers or something like that. Yeah. Something about, uh, John Travolta wins the lottery, and Lisa Kudrow had a small role in that movie. So even though she was the most famous TV personality at the time with Friends, she had to do a radio tour for this movie, contractually obligated. So she ended up on our show, and I completely screwed this one up. Most embarrassing celebrity moment of my life. I completely embarrassed myself uh, because what I did was I thought, because, again, we didn't realize that other people didn't always find what we said funny. So I thought at the time, um, Matthew Perry had been sort of he was in the tabloids all the time for his weight going up and down. He would get kind of chunky and then he'd be super skinny. Well, it turns out he had a horrible drug problem. Uh, He had a probably he was doing I don't know what he was on. But anyway. I thought it would be funny to ask Lisa Kudrow, hey, what's up with uh, Matthew Perry's weight? He's fat, he's skinny, he's fat, he's skinny. What's that all about? You ever ask him about that? <laughs> and she, of course, knew the real story. So she's like, uh, no, no, I don't, because we're nice to each other. Yeah. And uh, and there's, then it was just like three seconds of silence, and I sort of backed <laughs> off the microphone, and Harvey took over the interview, and it went fine from there. So tell us about John Travolta. What's he like to work with? You know, and <laughs> does he frequent massage therapy places a lot? <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm like, hey, you don't understand. I'm a huge fan of Friends. I, I love you guys. It's the best show ever. I love the song. You know, yeah. I just love you guys. Could uh, you say hi to Jennifer Aniston for me? But I just kept my mouth shut after that. But I screwed that one up, but there's other instances of that. But generally we had great times with people, great, great conversations with, we didn't do a lot of celebrity interviews, but mostly we just tried to get girls on the phone to come down and be naked. And and a shocking number of you, you know, you wouldn't believe what a girl would do for some Dave Matthews tickets in 1999. I could imagine a few things. Uh, but let me be, and these weren't, these were lawn seats too. These weren't even the good seats, but because they, you know, the concert promoters used to send the radio stations a brick of tickets. Right. You know, they'd send you like a two hundred tickets. Do what you want with them. No questions asked. Here, just talk about the show. But it used to be we would have tickets to just throw around like popcorn. Right. And and we would. Um, but I want to be clear. It was really it was all for the radio show. I was so excited to be doing this radio show that I didn't even I was a good boy. I was a good boy that whole time. Uh, I had the I was with the lady who is now my wife uh, coming up on 20 years. And you know, I I was excited that this was this this was for the show and she right. believed me and it was it really was. Um I was in love so I didn't I didn't take advantage of the myriad <laughs> opportunities that I had. But uh, it was it was good times. You guys had Mick Foley on one day, and that was one of those yeah. days. I, I I I was sick, and I couldn't go in. <laughs> and uh, I stayed and listened to that whole thing. How did you come about getting? I think you might have had another wrestler on it at one time or another. And Bill Dundee called in all the time. The best one we ever had was Handsome Jimmy Valiant. Oh mercy! <laughs> he, I have I got to find that tape for you because oh god that was the best show ever. I, I got here to sing along. We did uh, we did the Celine Dion My Heart Will Go On song together. And <laughs> he was oh. of course he was and he was the guy that I grew up watching was Handsome Jimmy and Bill Dundee all the Memphis stuff. But oh yeah. 
Handsome Jimmy was incredibly entertaining. Yeah, Bill Dundee was an enormous amount of fun, uh, of course. And um, and they all were. There was no wrestler that came on the show who wasn't great every time. But those are the only two, I think, that ever... Well, uh, Bill Dundee's son... Uh, uh, James. Was it Justin, I think? Jamie, Jamie, Jamie Dundee. Jamie, he was... He was there once, uh, too, but um, generally, wrestlers were on the phone. All the big ones were, but yeah, I remember talking to Mick Foley. I know there were others. I think we talked to China. Yep. Um, there were others, and I can't... <laughs> my memory escapes me, because here's the deal, guys. I am now a huge wrestling fan again, and I was when I was a kid. I grew up watching Memphis, and then, of course, everything in Memphis. You know, I grew up in West Tennessee, so you, everybody watched right. it. You had to. There was no avoiding it. And um, and then I got into, you know, Crockett era, WCW, you know, Four Horsemen era stuff, mm-hmm. way into that, way, way into that. I mean, there was never, not a big WWE, uh, WWF fan in the 80s, but uh, at some point in the late 80s, I picked up the bass guitar and uh, discovered girls and I sort of... <laughs> <laughs> I, I decided I, I I I don't know I got too busy for it I got into MTV more than uh, wrestling right. so I kind of didn't watch wrestling from I'd say 1989 until 2002 so the whole time everybody's into the um, the Attitude Era right you know Stone Cold and Rock and all that I was aware of it of course but I was not watching wrestling at the time I, I took a, I took like a 12 year break off of wrestling total total break I mean I wasn't paying attention and um, we talk to people that now I would be very excited to talk to right. because I've, I'm a fan, but at the time I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 Mick Foley, that's great. And he was very good, too. Of course, yes. he was very entertaining. It was yes. around the time his first book came out. Yeah, I remember he brought up having uh, – he was like, you guys are from Jackson. There's this nice little place down there. It's called Casey Jones Village. I always go there. Uh-huh. I was like, what? He knows Casey Jones Village. <laughs> Jim Cornette, you can, Jim Cornette uh, his podcasts are my, yes. probably my favorite out there right now. And he, if you bring up Jackson with him, he will not miss a chance to uh, to pimp out uh, Casey Jones Village because it's right there by the interstate. Those guys right. drive through there. You know, they're on the road. They stop get some real country food. You know, I mean, I mean, they should probably drive a little further into town. But yeah. uh, <laughs> well, you know, but uh, of course, it's great. Speaking of wrestling, and speaking of being around a co-host or a partner, you know, it's it's inevitable that you spend so much time five days a week, four or five hours with them at a time, six seven hours. You're gonna have fights. Do you ever remember any on-the-air fights or behind-the-scenes fights with any of the guys at the radio station that just stand out in your memory? Well, here's the great thing about what we were doing at the time. Me and Harvey were pretty much on the same page, but uh, yes, inevitably, there were things that we disagreed with. But Harvey had the good sense, actually brilliant sense, to if he was mad about something, he wouldn't tell me that day. If I did something during the day that pissed him off, like if I came... For example, I was habitually late. I was chronically late. <laughs> when we first started the show, we would go on at 7, because Harvey didn't want to get up that early. And I'm like, great, that's fine with me. Uh, we did move it to 6 later on. But we would start the show at 7. And Harvey would get there at like 4.30. He's just a, he's a, you know, he was a workaholic type of guy. He had lots of stuff going on. He, he was an early riser, always was, always first one to get there, last one to leave. He was that guy. I was not that guy. If, you know, on a good day, I'm rolling in at 6.45. And I knew I should get there earlier, and they would, you know. And I put in my I put in my hours because you know I would stay later. But um, I was habitually, chronically, pathologically late. I mean, this is still this has always been my problem. I'm just I'm. <laughs> you guys got me on time today. Just consider yourself Early. lucky. It's daylight. It's daylight saving yes. time. I mean, are you out of your freaking <laughs> mind? We went to see Wicked last night uh, in Memphis, and and uh, I'd never seen Wicked, so 
we had daylight date night last night. So when you get home to like three in the morning, uh, we watched the time change. So I'm not, th- I'm not tired. I'm excited. But yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, if Harvey was mad at me, for example, for being late, he wouldn't talk to me off the air about it. He would put all that stuff on the show. He would, he would berate me for being late, but not in a mean way, but in a, uh, you hear it on that. You hear it on that taste yes, that you have. Yes. <laughs> where I was late that day, my alarm didn't go off. Is what my excuse was. And he's he's talking with Chef Randy about. All right, do you have employees that show up uh, five minutes before their shift starts? <laughs> and, and and Randy's like, No, no, we fire those people. And <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, Okay, I know, I know, I know. So that's how that's how he would deal with me. And I did the right. same thing with him. If I was mad at with him, I would do it on the radio show, and we would turn it into something for the show. And we would actually work out the issue at the same time. So it was both good for personnel reasons and entertaining for the listeners. So if you heard us arguing, it was genuine. We did not make right. up arguments, I can tell you that. But our partner at the time, you know, we called him Opie, um, we would both gang up on him from time to time. Yes. I mean, you, <laughs> I if, when you are the focus, yeah, the, this was when it was really fun. <laughs> when you are the focus of me and Harvey going back and forth on you, my God. Uh, <laughs> That it's, I can't imagine a more brutal, because he would go, and then I would go, and while I'm going, he's thinking of something horrible to say to you. But we would do it with a smile on our face. We wouldn't yell at people. We would just tear you down vocally. And it was it was one of the most cruel things I've ever... I have a lot of regrets for it, but God, it was entertaining. <laughs> Once in a while, they would gang up on me. And I think I had a bit of a thicker skin, because I knew it was for the radio. I could enjoy right. it for the radio show, but and I wasn't afraid to defend myself. But it was tough, man. If Harvey's going at you, man, he right. oh, he could tear you down, and he could tear you down like nobody's business. <laughs> well, you know, you guys, sometime around the early 2000s, you did a contest for a female co-host. I figured this was a way for the station to, I don't know what they were trying to do, why it was, it was probably like forced, maybe, uh, by the higher-ups, but... I remember right. the the winner was Jerry, and to be honest, you know, she was fine, but it kind of mm-hmm. like something about the edge of that show got lost, and there were days where it sounded like, you know, you or her or her and Harvey would kind of clash a little bit, and, you know, guys take jokes, you know, if, if I throw an insult at Josh, he's going to throw one back, and it, right, it right, kind of right. seemed like she got a little passive-aggressive at times. <laughs> was there tension there, or did I just misread that? Not real tension. No, we were right. we were very uh, we were very close, and uh, we really liked each other. And she right. fit in wonderfully, you know, better than anybody else that we tried. Because we tried like I don't know, like forty different guest co-hosts before we picked her, and she was she was she was great. She fit in with us beautifully, but it was a different dynamic. It did yes. change the dynamic because you're not going to say, you know, there were things that we were saying that we're just not going to say when there's a, a very nice lady sitting right next to me <laughs> who, who I like and who I'm, you know, I don't want to piss off or offend. So we would, it did, we would keep it a little bit lighter. Uh, just, just for the fact that we're, you know, we're Southern gentlemen. We grew up here. We're not going to be that rude, that rude to a lady that we were right. to, to Opie because he could take it as far as we were concerned. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, we, we're not going to talk to her like that. I mean, we, we, we're nice to ladies. You know, we're guys. We're good guys. And um, uh, another thing is she was sitting right next to me. This is when we moved into the whole, we were in one studio. Right. So when there's a song playing or a commercial playing, we're all talking to each other. Which is terrible, terrible for the show. <laughs> we should have all been in different studios. We should have put Jerry in her own booth, just like Howard did with uh, Howard Stern does with Robin. Robin. She's separated, separated from him. If you want to talk to Robin, you got to wait till the microphones are on. <laughs> 
that makes for a better show, you see. Yeah. So she's right next to me. And Jerry, um, Jerry's a, a, still a, a beautiful lady, a gorgeous lady, but she's diminutive. She's quite short. She's, uh, she's under five feet. I'm not sure how short she is. She, she's a, not, a tall, not a tall gal. And um, we would, you know, we would throw the throw the midget thing at her, and, and I hate to use that word, but uh, uh, she's fine. not a wrestler. Yeah. You can use it if you're referring to wrestling. Yes. You know? <laughs> but anyway, she was short, and we would we would uh, we would tease her very gently with things like that. And my favorite thing to do is I would play the song from the Wizard of Oz. We rep- <laughs> we represent the Lollipop Guild. Yeah, well, I would play that song when we were talking about how short she was. And she was right next to me. So she would punch me really hard in the arm when I would do that. Right. So that made me stop because she, she was very tough. Obviously, I don't know if you guys know knows, uh, any women that are under five feet tall, but you do not want to get into a scuffle with them. Uh, that's never a good idea because they're all kind of, they had to learn to defend themselves right. and they're tough. So she would punch me in the arm. So I would cut it out because I didn't want to get punched in the arm because she could punch pretty hard. And we were right next to each other. And uh, so all that stuff put together, the dynamic changed over time, but also we were getting older and gosh, how much trouble do you want to put yourself through just to make a living? (laughs) Yeah. Whatever happened to Jerry, is she still doing uh, radio work or is she in? No, no, she was, she was in sales before she, she was in sales, I think before she was in the radio business. And then she kept doing sales while she was in the radio business. She did radio sales as well. And that's how you actually make money in radio. Right. I, I'm not, I, you know what, I don't, she's definitely working and not in radio and she's probably in some kind of sales or something position. She's just a regular job. She's a normal West Tennessee gal, she, but she was, she was funny and, and, and charming and very nice and she's great to have around. But uh, yeah, no, no, she's, I don't think it was her dream in life to be on the radio. Um, it wasn't mine either, really, frankly. Um, and she kind of moved on with her life after we were done with that. But, uh, you know, after I left the show, uh, that's another story. But when I left the show, Harvey uh, and her kept going for a while. And they did a pretty good show. And, right. she, you know, her and Harvey, I, I think her and Harvey had a better chemistry than me and her and Harvey did. Yes. I don't know why that is. But they were doing, again, they were doing a different kind of show. When we started, our show was very, uh, the alternative music and all that. It was 100% geared toward guys. And it, it is hard to get advertisers after a while when you're trying to get agencies to buy your station and things like that. So we needed to, the idea was that, yeah, we needed to attract a few more women into listening <laughs> to the show, but um, we kind of had a reputation by that point. So I think it was kind of a yeah. wasted effort. Well, you know what? Uh, sw- switching gears a little bit, it's been probably like over 15 years and I still can't get the song out of my head. The um, buzzing harbor, a flame through a chiller. It's stuck. Yeah. It, it's like, and it comes out at the weirdest times. I'll just be walking down the grocery store aisle and there'll be a chili can on the thing and I'll be like, buzzing harbor. And I'm like, why? Who did that song? And how did that whole chili deal come about? Okay, well, just like we often did on the show, we would just be talking about our lives growing up, like, like Memphis wrestling, you know, we'd get off talking about Memphis wrestling or something that we grew up watching. And, uh, Kelly's came up because I think, okay, I tell you what it was. I had, I had bought, gone to the grocery store and picked up a can of, they had a new white chili that they come out with. It just had white beans and chicken, I guess, or I don't remember what it was, but it was delicious. So I got, and I knew Kelly's was in Jackson. We all knew Kelly, you know, he grew up right. eating Kelly's tamales and all that stuff. So, um, I got on the radio and I'm like, Hey man, Kelly's new. Uh, they got this white chili. which is just, it's just, it's awesome. And Harvey's like, what is that? That can't be good. And I'm like, no, 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 it is. 
And and uh, so we were talking about Kelly's and talking about how we grew up eating the tamales. You know, we're just telling, retelling the story that everybody listening also who grew up there also, oh, yeah, yeah, me too, me too. We're, we're bonding, you know, we're bonding. And there are people listening, believe it or not. So they, after about 20 minutes of this, we get a call from, uh, this is, you know, I forgot his name, but, you know, let's say it's Chuck. Hey, this is Chuck from Kelly's. My family owns the company. And we're like, hey, man, you know, I love your tamales, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, yeah. So we were just uh, saying, you know, he's talking about he likes the show, and I mean, we like your chili, and we're just we're just kissing Kelly's ass because I thought, hey man, we'll get some free chili, right? They'll bring, <laughs> right. they'll send us a case of chili, and which they they did, but <laughs> they sent us like a pallet of it. But they didn't, they actually didn't send us as much of that free chili as, as we deserved. But anyway, right. so we were talking, you know, what we need to do. I love chili, you know. So so we just talked to this guy on the radio and then the whole plan got worked out right there on the radio. You know, why you know, you should put us on a can of chili. We'd like to have a can of chili. I like to make a real hot chili. And I really did like hot chili. So we actually did, they brought us, they said, you know what, that's hell. Let's do it. Why not? Uh, I don't think it was, there was no contracts or anything like that, but we went and took pictures and Kelly's kind of took the, uh, took the, took the reins at that point. And they sent us like four different, you know, they would send us cans like with white labels, you know, right. sample a sample B and we went through recipes. We didn't go through full recipes with them because they're, you know, they're secret recipes. They're Kelly's. <laughs> and um, I, I miss them. I miss them still. Um, yeah. Even though I know they, I still see them on store shelves, but I know the, the factory's closed. So I'm like, how does all this happen? I, I don't know. I don't know where they get it done. They made too much. But anyway. Yeah, you got to get it. They must have excess it. inventory. <laughs> they, they, they must get it packaged somewhere else. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I, I grew up eating it, loved it. So we eventually settled on a on a chili recipe, which was really damn good, uh, best chili I've ever had out of a can. And it wasn't it wasn't it was a bad sales move on my part because I really like super hot spicy food even more then than I do now. I like I like like outrageously hot. Like I would have been one of those guys that does a pepper challenge on yeah. YouTube or something. So I was like, hey, let's call it flamethrower hot chili because because I would eat that. <laughs> I would I would see that on the shelf and go I'm buying a can of that. Meanwhile, not everybody likes food as hot as me, and the chili really wasn't that hot, but it was it looked like it was going to burn the lining of your mouth off. So I don't know how well it ever sold, but we ran a commercial for it. Yeah, that commercial we ran on like a loop. It was on <laughs> six seven times a day for like yes. two or three years because we wanted that chili to be successful. Because you know we were super excited. Hey man, we're in Kroger right. and. Uh, I remember seeing a pallet of it on the end cap at Kroger, and I was just like, wow, oh, crap, it's on sale. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, I don't know how much of that chili they sold, but if anybody that ever, anybody that ever tried it loved it. <clears throat> Is there a tape library somewhere that has a lot of the old shows still, or are those long gone forever? <laughs> there's, a, there's a few boxes of cassette tapes. Um, <laughs> I don't have anything from like the Opie era from the, the vision era. I don't have that stuff at all. Um, Harvey has a few cassette tapes cause we didn't have any other way to record it at the time and keep it. Cause you know, a hard drive on a computer at the time was like one gigabyte or something. And you can't, you know, you just had nowhere to, we had to put them on cassette tapes. If you wanted to keep a show, you had to record it on a cassette tape. Harvey's got a, a shoe box of cassette tapes somewhere that he keeps uh, telling me he's going to let me borrow and digitize and record uh, into the computer. But, you know, he hadn't come up with it. Uh, I got to go bug him some more about that. (laughs) I don't really have any tapes anymore. I've moved a couple times and anything I have is gone. 
And there's like, there's a few people around people that used to work there that have a few tapes and I'd love to get them all together and get them all in one place. I would really, really, really like to do that. Cause this tape that you had, uh, which was just 20, it's like one side of a tape. It was a 26 yeah. minute, 26 minutes of the show, but you would, you would hit pause. Yes. So it, it wasn't, it wasn't like 26 minutes, including songs and commercials. It was just 26 minutes of us talking, which is probably more like an hour, hour and a half of right. the show, uh, spread out. And, um, even that was just super entertaining to me. And I didn't remember the show, but I do remember the stakes that Randy brought us uh, on the show. Right. Because I remember he brought us stakes one day. That's all. I just remember the food. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, what I do have, I have tapes of the older shows because I did figure out how to record it digitally um, and started putting it on CD-ROMs. But by that time, you know, I have a lot of good stuff, but um, the stuff that I really would love to have from the early, early days, I, I don't have. But I have everything from like the last three years of the show. Wow. That's <laughs> awesome. So. Have you ever thought about putting that on YouTube? Just kicking the tires? Yeah, to I don't, what it does? Sure. I, well, I don't know. I don't know who, like I said, I the really, really good stuff that I would love to put on YouTube. I don't have, but right. uh, I, I did, <laughs> I did uh, make Harvey a copy of everything I had. And I put it on a thumb drive and gave it to him. <laughs> so, uh, he's, uh, he has that, but he won't go. He hasn't let me borrow his shoebox full of cassette tapes yet. Uh, would there be any chance that you and Harvey could get back together for like a little podcast? Um, I, I would like to do that. I had an idea of how we could actually do one, but I don't know if it would work or not. But he, I don't know, we, we talked about some things, but he's, I don't want to say he's semi-retired. He still works all the time. Right. He's like, I don't know how much, how interested he is in new ventures at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and again, is there any money in podcasts? I have not figured this out yet. I, I've got a lot of stuff going on right now that I'm making money with. So right. to do that, I mean, it would definitely be fun. And I'm sure we could, I'm sure if he and I sat down in front of a couple of microphones, you know, we'd snap right back yeah. into what we used to do. But I guarantee you, we won't be doing a radio show together <laughs> again. Uh, you know, he's, he's out of radio. He is uh, he's done. He's done. Uh, he makes, you know, he makes TV commercials and radio commercials, and he does lots of stuff. Right. Uh, he's a very busy guy, and of course, he's very creative. And he has, of course, the comedy club that he runs uh, um, off street. Like I was a big radio nerd, so that whole time period for me stood out. You know, with SL 100s Pillow Talk, where you listen to these rednecks call in. I love Brenda, and even though I'm carrying, she's carrying my brother's baby. I'll still love her. I'd like to hear White Snake. You know, <laughs> you hear that all the time. I love the comedy of that, and then you know, you flip it on on weekdays, and you'd hear Buzz and Harvey. So, to me, that was a golden time period in my life. And if I could go back and listen to that radio, I would. But Man, I, we went over an hour here, and like I said, we haven't even scratched the surface, so we're going to definitely have to have you back. Um, That's great. we got to talk <laughs> about wrestling. We did a, we did a wrestling match. Uh, there's, there's, uh, you know, I've been in the ring. There's, there's plenty to talk about, but uh, like I said, you guys don't have any. Obviously, it's not hard to get me to talk. <laughs> well, we just didn't want to monopolize your time for the day. and Or monopolize. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so you you did some time in the wrestling uh, wrestling ring. You did some, I'm guessing, some live events. <laughs> one, we did one. <laughs> we did one match at the uh, the ballpark. There It was the Diamond Jacks ballpark yes. at the time, uh, Pringles Park. It was at the time. Yeah, we did we, we did one match uh, there, and uh, we had one training uh, session before that. And uh, of course, I also thought I knew I was doing because hey, I watch wrestling, right. so uh, I I watched it growing up, and I picked up a lot from. Uh, 
from those days. And I had a rest. Well, listen, we, we don't even want to get into wrestling because I can tell you my whole <laughs> life story with wrestling. I had, I had a wrestling ring in my, in my, uh, above my parents' garage, uh, not a real wrestling ring, but I had my own version. You know, I had, I, I put together a wrestling ring with duct tape and, and a garden hose. And, um, and, uh, like I said, I was when I wasn't a fan, I wasn't a fan. But when I was, I, I, I when I am a fan, I am. So when I was hardcore into wrestling, so we had we had our one match, and that was when I had blue hair, and uh, it was great. Harvey did. Harvey came out in a mask and hit Opie with a guitar, and uh, that was a swerve, and um, I won. So no, I don't I have any video of that either. I wish I did. I think we were there. I, I think me and Josh, there wasn't a wrestling event that happened within a ten mile radius of Jackson that we weren't at. So I want to. <laughs> well, this say, was after a this was after a ball game. Yep, we were uh, there. <laughs> a, few, a few people stuck around to watch that. Well, I wish you'd videotape. <laughs> yeah, we were there, and you know that was back when videotapes were like the big cassette, you know, on or mm-hmm. the little VHSC. But yeah, we were definitely there because it was with Memphis, right? Like I want to say Brian Christopher, Sir Mo, and. A lot of those Memphis guys uh, were there. No, 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 no. This was it wasn't even that. It was after a ball game at the yes. ballpark and we did we did one ma- we just it was just one match, I think. Or maybe they you know what, maybe they did do more. They than did one. a whole show. Yeah, they did a whole show because we didn't I didn't really like baseball growing up, so I was like, I'll sit through a baseball game to watch some wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so I was the exact opposite of everybody else there. Well, that it was it was it was really fun. I think I went pretty well but i enjoyed it but i got a concussion of course during the uh during the training session um i i by the way you guys here's why i couldn't make it in wrestling uh i could you know i could have been great i'm six foot two and a half and you know i'm a big guy and i uh, obviously like to talk and i like to be entertaining so i think i have the basic i have you know i think i could have been great except here's the thing i have absolutely no muscle tone and no athletic ability whatsoever it never stopped so, me so <laughs> <laughs> i i know you have to tuck your head when you take bumps and all this kind of stuff but i didn't even have the muscles to keep my head from hitting the mat when i took a bump so we're doing the um, we're doing the the training session and i'm like wow when you run into these ropes it hurts yeah. <laughs> it's like getting hit with a wolf ball bat or something <laughs> and then i would i would do a little i love doing bumps i'm like i know how to do this and I would, I would do it and i would do it fine except that my head would slam on the mat every time and uh after about four times i had to go throw up you know i know now oh i've got a concussion <laughs> <laughs> who was training you guys Okay, I can't remember their names. Uh, it was local guys, uh, really nice guys, but I can't remember. It's been twenty years. I wonder if one of them was Trey Keller. Do you remember where the no, no, I know was? Trey. It okay. wasn't. I, I knew, I know, I knew Trey very yeah. well. I, I knew, I, I was friends with Trey, so I would have remembered if it was Trey, and I was not him. Okay, but yeah, man, we're gonna have to have you back on definitely and talk more wrestling, talk more since we got the Buzz and Harvey questions that you probably get all all the time. Since we got those really. out of the way, really, I, I would have figured. I would have figured a lot not of people. Not as much as you'd think. Really, I would have figured a lot of people catch you with those. Not, not a lot. Well, no. Here's what I get all the time with Buzz and Harvey. It's like, are you Buzz? And you know, people <laughs> explain that they love the show and used to listen to the show, and I appreciate that very much. And then they go, "Man, I'm that guy that called you about <laughs> the golf balls that went through." Through the creek, remember? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I don't. There's so much we did that is completely erased from my mind. Right. Um, I remember them. I, you know, even the girls, even the topless girls, I don't remember that well. Uh, just barely, you know, I don't know. I have that kind of memory. It just goes away. Right. Well, I mean, like so I, said, I, I don't remember what yeah. they're talking about ever. 
Do you After ever, about five minutes, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. I know you. Hey, man, how you doing? You know, we were actually great friends. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you ever get the, there used to be a guy on the radio with your same radio name. His name was Buzz. He was on 105. Do you ever hear those kind of those kind of comments? No, no, they seem to figure it okay. out because uh, there haven't been a lot of but. See, <laughs> when I picked that name, it was because it sounded good with Harvey. The right. runner-up was Buck. The runner-up, I was going to be Buck. <laughs> Buck so it was going to be Harvey. the Buck and Harvey show. I thought Buck and Harvey kind of good, so I just picked a name that was going to work with and Harvey, right? And or Har- or Harvey and X or whatever it was. So that was what we came up with. That's what I came up with. It took a while to come up with a name. I didn't want to use my real name because uh, I was afraid. I I smartly uh, did figure out, you know, I'm going to get, we got stalkers. You know, it was a whole thing. It was smart not to use my real name or to use my last name. Now things have calmed down a great deal. I don't usually use my last name on the radio much, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't hide the fact that my name is, is uh, my 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 real name is not Buzz, but my real last name is Blackburn. So right. I do go by that, and uh, I'm not in the phone book now because I don't have a phone in my <laughs> I don't have a wired phone anymore, and I don't freaking miss it because the only people who call you on there <laughs> want want money. And is the phone book the well, saddest what was I thing ever? About? Is the phone book the saddest <laughs> thing ever? Now it's like it used to be like the biggest thickest thing they could send you in the mail. <laughs> Right. And now it's like they just hand you a Xerox sheet. Here's the nine people that have the phones. Yeah. And half once of them are Once a year, it magically shows up in my driveway, and I just drive over it and keep going. <laughs> you know, yeah, used to be that's a, absolutely useless. used to be a feat of strength when somebody says, I could rip a phone book in half. And I was like, well, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wonderful. You can do that now. Congratulations. <laughs> Well, man, like I said, I have enjoyed this more than you can know, and and I hope that me talking ad nauseum about being a fan of yours isn't taken as anything other than genuine because, like I said, we we are just huge fans. We want to have you back on. Anytime you want to come back on, please just let me know, and I will be bugging you like I did since September to get you on again Great. if I have to. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to put you off that long. No, I don't no, know no. why it took so long. Um so no, no, thank you. I'm, I was happy to do it, and I hope uh, I hope anyone who never heard the show uh, wasn't completely bored by that. No, because no, if you, no. if you don't know that there was this radio show, I don't know that you give a crap about any of this conversation. But anyway, fun no, anyway. I don't know that anybody gives a crap about any of the conversations we have <laughs> on a daily basis. But I'm telling well, you, well, the Red Sovine. We got to we got to get together and listen to some Red Sovine, <laughs> or because uh, listen, uh, let me. Well, that was great. That was totally a Buzz and Harvey. That could have, but that could have been a Buzz and Harvey bit right there. We <laughs> would have, awesome. we would have reacted exactly the same way you guys did, and would have had the exact. So I see the influence there, and that makes me very, very <laughs> pro- pleased and happy. I appreciate that. And we would have reacted the same way. Except, and while I was listening to your show of you listening to uh, the redhead, what was his name? Red Sovine. Red Sovine. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if they redheaded stranger, but that's 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 Willie. Anyway, <laughs> we're listening to that song. And I, while I'm listening to you guys do your show with that song, I am doing as though I'm in the studio with you. I'm all I'm commenting and doing voices of the you know I was doing the, the trucker voice and all that. I'm, I'm doing it along <laughs> with you while I'm listening, and I think that's part of the fun. 
That's awesome. Well, man, we You couldn't really, hear me, but I could hear you. Dude, we really appreciate that more than you know. Most and anytime definitely. you want to find a song that <laughs> sounds like that, you just want to call up and make no, fun of it, there's, please. There's nothing that freaking crazy. That's that's <laughs> the that, there's nothing that can compete with that song. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, Buzz That would have been a buzz cut back in the day. Yes, Every day I would play a weird definitely. song at 9:30 and that would have been one if I'd ever I don't think I've ever known about that song. I would have played it. <laughs> it's a very sad song. I and and troubling as you oh. listen to it when you're older. If if you don't have a sick mind, it will absolutely bring a tear to you uh, to your eye. But if you <laughs> if you have any sort of normal thoughts right. <laughs> listening to that song, you're or, gonna you're gonna go what? Or a run in with a step uncle, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. things will. Right, so. Hey, we all have. Yeah, West right? Tennessee, man. Yeah. Times have changed. <laughs> well, Buzz, like I said, you can hear him on ninety two three The Hog, and that's that's a station that streams out across the internet airwaves as well so you don't have to be local to hear that puts on a great show listen to him it's two to seven on weekdays buzz blackburn man thank you once again we got to have you back on thank you for being on p3 radio today i appreciate it very much guys i love what you guys are doing thank you for doing that i hope somebody's listening and um uh, for all my other stuff i'm doing i have an audio book that i have done and and my youtube page and social media and all that please go to buzzblackburn.com when you go shopping for wine, do you look at the labels? Do you stare at the price and wonder if the wine is worth the expensive tag? Well, stop it, because Wine of the Month Club has you covered. Every month, Wine of the Month Club is going to send you two bottles of high-quality wine right to your front door. And what better way to say I'm thinking of you than a subscription to the original Wine of the Month Club for a friend or a sweetheart. Each month, they'll be reminded of your thoughtfulness and will receive the monthly wine letter and newsletter binder. Recipes, wine knowledge, and great wine, and the opportunity to get more of their favorites is at hand. Give with confidence and joy knowing that you're a part of the original Wine of the Month. By the way, there are no dues, no fees, no hidden charges. Cancel anytime with no obligation. Just pay no more than $23.96 plus shipping for two great bottles of wine. Go there now. Sign up by visiting our link tinyurl.com slash p3wine. That's tinyurl.com slash p3wine. The Wine of the Month Club. The original wine club since 19. 19- 72. He speaks fluent Klingon. Backwards. The best story he's ever told was to himself. Of the two women he slept with in his life, one fell asleep, the other thought he was someone else. Dogs take him for walks. He is the world's most semi-interesting man. I don't often smoke, but when I do, I only choose Vista Vapors. Visit them today at tinyurl.com slash p3vista. Keep it flavorful, my friends. Well, the sound of that song means we have come to the end of another edition of P3 Radio. Once again, we'd like to thank Buzz for being a part of today's show. It was super awesome to have him on and have him for that long Couldn't thank him enough for that. For Josh Briley, I'm Richard Mulligan saying thanks and good night.